When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm your voice of confidence, and let's start our business. Well, I- I'm self-doubt, and uh, I don't think so. Come on. With LegalZoom, it's just a few steps. Fine. I'm in. LegalZoom. Now you're in business. LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for an attorney. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Christopher H. Volk. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Saturday afternoon. We're here to chat about your latest book, The Value Equation, a business guide to wealth creation for entrepreneurs, leaders, and investors. Very important. There's many business owners who have either been in business for a while, but maybe need to generate more uh, capital or you're just getting started and what's the best way to do that and you have all of that information in your wonderful book but we're going to share some of the uh, details we don't want to give them too much information because we want them to go out there and get the book but welcome to the show well it's great to be here christine i'm i'm, I'm thrilled to be interviewed by you you betcha i'm very grateful to have you here today before we go into all your yummy details uh, just share a little of your backstory what brought you to where you are today Sure. I uh, started my life in banking and then uh, uh, did that for, for six years. And I was in Virginia uh, in college and went to Atlanta for banking. And then I uh, came out to Arizona uh, with one of my customers. And that customer got involved in buying real estate. And what they would do is buy real estate for chain restaurant properties at the time. This is 1980s. Restaurants were growing really fast. And so they'd buy a lot of chain restaurants and uh, just own the real estate and rent it back to people. And we raised money from Wall Street firms to do this. And um, 
And then in 1994, I led taking that company public, and I eventually became president of that company, and uh, and we sold that to GE. So I was a part of GE for a bit, and then and we sold that, and we listed that on the New York Stock Exchange. And then uh, later on, I started a third company with some other folks, and uh, uh, and that's I ran it as CEO, the founding CEO for 10 years, and stepped down at the end of last year. So, and that company is Store Capital. Uh, it's on the New York Stock Exchange, and it's uh, owns a lot of real estate that's rented to people that use it for their business. That's awesome. And uh, you know what I'm seeing? This beautiful piece behind you. It looks like something my grandma would have owned. It's fabulous piece. It reminds me of bankers. My grandma actually worked in a bank. Yeah. So the piece behind me is a Wooten desk. It was made in Indiana by the Wooten desk company. And, and there were a bunch of them. And, you know, Thomas Edison had one, Queen Victoria had one. So I mean, it, was a, it was kind of the uh, business person's thing to have at the turn of the 20th century. So, uh, 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 so I'm, I've, I just, don't, I've had, I've had this one, my, most of my working career. And then I've got another one in, in uh, a house we have in Alabama too. So I got two of them. It's amazing. It's amazing. It truly is. And perfect for the banking man that you are, but you also created the value equation, which is what your book is based on. How did you come to creating that equation? And what is it? <laughs> yeah. So, so basically as a banker, you're trying to understand businesses. And one of the things that you understand pretty early on, if you're a banker is, is some businesses are just better than other businesses. I mean, uh, and that should be intuitive to people perhaps, but it's, you're trying to figure out why are some businesses better than other businesses. And so I, in my career, just modeled out a lot of businesses and I would take spreadsheets and, and, you know, create, you know, huge financial models, a lot of them pretty complicated. Um, and ultimately I decided that I could actually simplify a lot of this stuff. And, uh, and so I started taking models and uh, with the goal of making them easier and easier and easier to do. Um, and, uh, uh, and ultimately, I came down to just six variables in a model. I mean, basically, you could throw away the spreadsheet. You could make an equation. Oh. And uh, and I did this in uh, 1999, and I wrote a book. I wrote a magazine article on it, and uh, and that was in a, a magazine called Strategic Finance, and it won their award that year for the best article submission. And But after that, I started just writing more and more articles, and ultimately, I uh, – uh, ended up doing a video series at the company that I uh, helped start uh, most recently and uh, and led up until the end of last year. And so, um, and as I uh, did this, someone approached me and said, you know, you should write a book. So um, that was probably about five years ago. It took me two years to sort of uh, think about it and then it took me two years to write it and and, uh, and, and to edit it. And, uh, and so what's coming out is a book that's uh, uh, designed to make business simple. You know, a lot of times people... Um, overcomplicate business and they uh, talk about absolute numbers. And the thing that's cool about the equation, it's a, it's a relative mm -hmm. equation. So it's, it's based upon percentages and it's based upon um, uh, universal business truths. Um, and so it focuses on just six variables and three of them are super important. The other three are kind of important. And, uh, uh, and if you want to sort of blow up the equation, you can make it into 30 variables or more if you want to. Mm -hmm. uh, and the book walks you through it and then it walks you through you know, why, you know, all of all the six variables and then and then what it takes to sort of make the variables better, you know, I mean, for your business. And mm -hmm. and the idea behind all of this is to try to make a business worth more than a cost. And and this sounds sort of pretty basic, but most businesses actually don't ever get to that level. Like most companies in the world don't ever get to be worth more than they cost. But if you look at the folks at the top of the Forbes 400 or something like that, the richest people in the world, and really pretty much the richest people ever they've all 
pretty much created businesses and they created businesses that are worth more than they cost. And when you do that, you're, you're creating wealth. You're actually, the wealth just appears from thin air. And so the idea is to show how not just to sort of accumulate wealth, but to create wealth. And, 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 uh, uh, and, and by, by doing that with these six variables, you can look at it and it's uh, something I've worked on for the last 25 years and you could buy a book and you can learn it all in about the a day. It took me 25 awesome. years to figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, what's amazing. I, I, I used to watch Shark Tank a lot and a lot of times they would get very, very deep with the business owners in front of them saying, okay, what is your business worth? What orders mm -hmm. do you have? What's your in and out, uh, you know, finance wise. And a lot of the times it was, they were basing it, the owners, the business owners right. on feeling, oh yeah, it's uh, $2 million. Well, how many orders do you have? And, da, da, da. and really they would have almost no orders or they really right. wouldn't be worth what they thought the customer was, uh, the company was valued at but more truly about a feeling and so how does uh, i'm glad that you created this book so they can get really deep on what is truly the value of where you stand today and how could you build it where when you say cost versus uh the wealth uh, you're you're talking about that you are what you spend to keep your business operating you want to be able to actually have more stored instead of more just going out for expenses or whatever correct well Sort of. Really, what, you, when you're, what you're talking about is uh, every person who starts a business, um, uh, they don't have to be accountants, they don't have to be math wizards, but they sure all know what they've invested. And so they know what, what, what they've got in their checking account. They know what the office furniture costs. They know what the store costs, whatever it is they have. They know what all this costs. And, uh, and then they know what they're having to borrow if they're, if they're using you know, other people's money to borrow. Uh, in the case of, of myself, um, they wouldn't even borrow from us. They, we would just buy the real estate for them uh, and rent it to them. So it was another way for them to own uh, or finance the real estate that they had. So they're looking for how to finance the business. And what they're trying to figure out is how do I put up $100,000, let's say, to start up a business? And how do I have that equity be worth more than $100,000? I mean, you know, how, how, how can I create wealth? Um, and uh, and creating wealth is different in a way than just accumulating wealth. So, for example, most companies in the world are never really worth more than they cost. I mean, you the, you put up the hundred thousand dollars, maybe you're lucky to sell the business for a hundred thousand um, uh, dollars. In the meantime, you're going to make some money. You could save some money. You could you could invest in the stock market. You could you could do really well. Um, but the people that are the most successful in business are the people that actually can. Um, uh, achieve something that's much harder, which is to make that $100,000 business investment they made worth more than $100,000. And you, and you do that by generating returns that are higher than people expect. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're, um, you know, if, if you're the folks at Alphabet and you're Sergey Brin or Larry Page and you started off, the, the returns that that company has made just boggle the minds. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and allowed people to, to not just accumulate wealth, but just to sort of create wealth. And oftentimes, the wealth that gets created is so huge, it just falls off on other people. So you'll see multiple people in the Forbes 400 coming from the same source of wealth, and that happens all the time. Um, and so at a much more basic level, though, most successful companies do this. And, uh, and so the question is, how do you do it? And what are the variables to decide whether you're doing it? And if you could do that, then what you could do is you could take a very simple six variable equation and you can calculate how to value a business, you know, uh, how much uh, other people's money should you use? Uh, you know, what's the total expected rate of return? I mean, you can, you can back into a lot of stuff from just those six variables that make business much more easy to understand and accessible for the average person.
I love that. Uh, I remember both uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank and, and talking about how he sends his dollars out as soldiers to go out and get more dollars. And you're, and you're sitting there like, what? What does that mean? But the same goes with uh, Donald Trump had mentioned getting a loan to start up his company. And people were like, well, if I got a loan like that and I had rich parents, I would have been totally successful. I'm like, not unless you... Uh, what does he call like a thousand exit um so to take that money that million and make it you know a, a billion nine billion or ten million is vastly different than oh I, at the end of the day as you said i i'm now worth the exact amount of money that i got from my loan you know invested a million i've got a million it's like no how do you actually get that to uh, grow for you right right and and i think you know as you're talking about some of these fancy people <laughs> A lot of times people look at, we tend to celebrate the, the richest people. So they're in the Forest 400. We, we uh, see them on television. And, but, but they're extreme outliers. Um, uh, and uh, uh, for, for most of us, you know, our, our choices are pretty basic. I mean, you can own a big piece of a small pie or a small piece of a big pie. Uh, a lot of the people in the Forest 400 own a big piece of a big pie, which is very hard to do. Um, uh, and uh, so one of the things that I also want to do in the book, too, uh, towards the end is to sort of describe to people what a financial win really is, because you want to uh, I mean, if somebody ends up being uh, worth uh, uh, five million dollars, you're not going to end up with a private jet and they're not going to have an island, but they will have been more successful than than most anybody in the United States. And, and that's important for people to put that in perspective. Yeah, I like that you say that because, you know, most people, uh, most business owners don't make it past five year mark. So you're not talking about just, you know let's just do well and and making multi-millions of dollars how do we just stay in business because most businesses aren't even making it and staying profitable where they can keep going past the five-year mark and with your principles they can learn to do that now what do you think why aren't we taught this in school because most of wealth creation understanding real finances isn't taught anywhere even in college really it's not taught in business school i mean oh i went gosh. through i went through years of business school and i got out without really understanding how wealth is created. If you go and and look for books on how to get rich, there are tons of them. Um, and um, and but the thing is, the richest people in the world all made their money in business. And so then the question is, well, how did how do businesses create wealth? Because it's a different issue. And there, I'm not aware of any book on it. So this could be the first one. And uh, uh, and so as I wrote it, uh, I. Uh, had I had a lot of people help me and proof it and um, uh, shareholders of our company um, and uh, people that analyze our business and uh, I'm pre I'm pleased to introduce it it'll be interesting to see how it's received and um, uh, and the the concepts in it are novel they are not taught in business school classrooms but they should be they should be yeah absolutely now also you talk in your book about using other people's money. I, I've heard other people say, oh, I got to get an investor for this or a bank to give me a loan. When's a good time to use other people's money? And when isn't it a good time? Should every business go and try to find investors, angel investors? What's your take? Well, first of all, every business out there um, is going to use other people's money to start off with. Most people don't have much of their own money when they start a business. I mean, uh, they're, they're low, they have a good idea. Um, even better, they might have a really good management team. So they've got a good idea and a good management team. And so the question is you know, how to scrape together um, uh, the money you need. And uh, um, and part of it is to try to minimize, you, you start off with how much you can borrow and you back into how much you have to put up with equity. So, uh, and when I say borrow, I'm, I'm really talking about other people's money. So for example, um, you could have a, a, 
an airline. They could lease an airplane or they could buy the airplane, right? Um, in both cases, it's other people's money. Somebody's lending you the money or in another case, somebody's buying your aircraft and just renting it to you. And, yeah. but, the, but the amount of money being used for the aircraft is the same, whether it's uh, being borrowed or not. What is different is if you borrow for, uh, let's say you're, you're a restaurant operator, if you borrow money for your restaurant location, um, you're going to have to put up a fair amount of equity in the real estate because no bank's going to give you a 100% loan. Whereas if you rent it from a landlord, you may end up being better off because the landlord will put up all the money, right? Um, and so you're, so you're deciding how you want to put up your, your balance sheet. You start off with OPM, other people's money, because it's not just borrowing, it's also leasing. Uh, and and then you back into how much equity do you have to have? And early on, people might have to go to friends and family. They'll cobble together what they can. Um, if they're buying a business, they'll be having somebody carry back a seller note maybe. Um, uh, and then if they have to go to other investors, you can do that. And you see, that's what you see on Shark Tank where yeah. people go in and they're pitching. And um, uh, you know, I have the story in there about Scrub Daddy, which is one of the better um, uh, Shark Tank uh, investments made over the years. And basically, he, uh, I think, gave away 20% of his company for something like $750,000. And it had no revenue at the time. So, so it was uh, uh, something where there was a certain amount of feel to it. You know? mm -hmm. uh, but he did have orders. And he had uh, the ability to sell uh, uh, you know, sponges and whatnot. Um, so you start off with, with things like that. And the idea with people is to try, if you're getting investors, to try to raise as much money as you can without giving away too much of the company, you know, uh, and that's always the trick. And, and uh, the people that are really successful in companies tend to figure out how to keep as much of the business as they can and give away as little as they can. I love that. And um, I know a gal who was very smart about that. She went to friends, family, other business owners and said, asked for basically a loan, but said that in five years, I will give you the loan back plus 5% interest. Um, and I will work hours in 10 jobs if I have to. And she held to her word and paid everyone back in five years and owed nothing and didn't have to give any part of the company, you know, and now she's in business 10 years. So for her, it worked out quite well. It was a great idea. Um, I also like the fact that you mentioned renting. I think people don't realize that sometimes you don't need to go out there, get a huge loan from a bank and own, you know, pay it back the next billion years um you could you know rent it renting's a great option all of the costs like even renting an apartment on the landlord to cover and take care of the property and not you um because when you do get like an empty space which i don't think people realize i just started looking at commercial space for savvy and you just get a block and a wall and you got to do everything inside of that commercial space it's all on you right exactly yeah. i mean uh, uh and yeah so i spent the better part of my career uh, doing mortgages and leases, and I did more leases than mortgages. And and I, you know, we would own lots of real estate, and we'd rent it to veterinary clinics, restaurants, uh, fitness clubs, early childhood education locations, you name it, and manufacturing uh, companies, um, who uh, basically ended up being better off with a landlord than a banker. And um, uh, and so we were just a form of OPM for them. And, uh, and the book will go into OPM a lot and it goes into what's called the capital stack, which is the mix of OPM and equity that it takes to put together a business. That's great. Well, where do they get their copy? It's coming out in the month, but I think they can pre-order off of Amazon and other such booksellers, correct? Uh, they can. So the book is on Amazon today for pre-order and uh, uh, they can also get it from the Wiley website uh, and pre-order it from the Wiley website as well. And uh, it's coming out on May 10th. Yes. And I see here there is a website called the... Well, are you going to have a website for for the book directly or not really? 
Yeah, so I will have a website. Uh, it'll be uh, www.thevalueequation.com. Uh, that is not up just yet, but it will be. Um, and it will have uh, added materials and added spreadsheets and added support for people. And, uh, and I will be posting to it from, from time to time, sure. Well, this is great. So get the book today, everyone. So you're up on it. You can start reading it today. Then when the book comes out in a month in May, then you can go to thevalueequation.com and get all the background um, spreadsheets and all the jum yummy extra details that uh, Mr. Christopher H. Falk has there for you. I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting and sharing your great brilliance today. Thank you. Well, Christina, it was, it was delightful. Thank you so much for having me. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.